Open up your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2. How many of you believe in God for a really great Christmas this year? Hallelujah. I believe you're going to have a great Christmas this year, amen. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, he prepared, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Say, I'm saved by grace through faith. Say, I'm created for works. Grace is a gift. Salvation is a gift. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You don't have to die for it. You have to receive it by faith. I believe it. I receive it. And I'm going to act like it. Amen. By grace, you are saved, but it's through faith. Faith is like the hand that grabs a hold of it. Grace is what Jesus did at the cross. He paid it all at the cross. He died on the cross for your sins. And so his blood was shed at the cross of Calvary. His perfect blood was shed as a payment for your life, as a payment for the sins that not just you commit, but the sins that were operating in you, the sins of the past. And so Jesus paid the price for your salvation. Amen? So by grace, you are saved through faith. Jesus prepared the table before you. He prepared salvation for you, but you got to receive it, amen? If, 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 if I had a ball and I threw it at you and, and the ball came, you better get your hands up and catch it. If you don't get your hands up and catch it, it's going to hit you across the head and bounce off. Well, Jesus is, is, has given you grace. He's given it to you, but by faith you catch it. By faith you receive it, amen? And so, by faith, you are saved because you believe in the Son of God. You believe in the sacrifice. You believe in the gift of God, Jesus Christ, His death, burial, resurrection, His blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary for your sins. You believe that you are saved. You believe that you believe, you believe, and you know that you know that you know that you are saved. Not by your works, not by what you've done, not by anything that you deserved. But just because of the love of God. God, for God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. How many believe in Jesus this morning? Amen. And so the grace of God is yours. It's yours. And the, something about the grace of God, it's not a momentary situation. It's not like I have grace now for salvation and then tomorrow grace is gone no once you receive it your name is written in the land's book of life and it's written forever in heaven amen and nobody can erase it amen you are saved you are saved you are saved amen but faith holds on to it your your confession you are you're walking you're living that living that 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 saved righteous life and that's what i want to talk to you about you know title of my message is righteousness, the fruit of grace. Righteousness, the fruit of grace. Because we've been saved by grace. 
We've been saved by grace through faith. You know, we, we believe, we believe, we believe, and we use our faith. But now that we're saved, are, should we just run off back and, and, and live like we were unsaved? Live like we were in, in, in the old times, before we came to Christ? Or should we allow God to change us and mold us and shape us into the image of Christ? Because when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the curse of hell is off of your life. You're not going to hell. You are, you are condemned to heaven because of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you can live in this world like you are on your way to hell. And you can be an instrument of unrighteousness where you hurt and you destroy yourself, your family, and others. Or you could surrender completely to God and allow the Spirit of God to move in you, shape you, and to change you so that the works that you do, that God had called you before the foundation of the world, the works that you do are the works of God. Where the fruit of, 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 of grace in your life is righteousness. Where I walk in integrity, I walk with character, I walk in love, I walk in peace, I walk in, in joy. I, I do things that are right because they're right before God. Not because somebody forced me, not because I have guilt and shame. I'm doing it just because I love him. Amen. The Bible says that he, he takes out the stony heart and he gives us a heart of flesh. Some of you they, that, you know, before you might have had a lot of anger, a lot of frustration in your life. But once you give your life to Jesus, the Lord changes your heart. He takes out, you get a heart change. He takes out that stony heart and he gives you a heart of flesh, a heart that can love. So instead of wanting to kill everybody like you used to, now you want to bless everybody. Instead of you wanting to steal and kill and destroy, now you want to bless and heal and, and you want them to, to be, just, just to grow with God. I don't have to tell, you know, nobody has to tell me do not kill. I don't want to kill. Nobody has to tell me, do not steal. I don't want to steal. Why? My heart has changed. I've received the grace of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God is living in the inside of me. I have a new heart. And so the life that God is calling me is a life of surrendering my life, not trying to save my life. Before, we're trying to save our life. But when you surrender your life to God, you just begin to enjoy the journey of, of, of grace. The journey of the walk of the righteous. Amen. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God. In other words, before God, everything is okay. Before God, he no longer sees you in the sins that you were under. He now sees you and he sees the blood of Jesus Christ and says, that's my son. That's my daughter. I love them. They love me. That's someone I could use. That's someone with my spirit inside of them. Amen? And so that is the salvation when we realize that our past is under the blood. We realize that we've been set free, that we're no longer a slave to sin, but we're children of God. We're now a slave to righteousness, amen? Look at your neighbor and say righteousness, which means just right standing before God, doing the things that are right before God, not because God, not because of guilt and shame or condemnation, but we just want to do it, just want to bless. We want to give, we want to love, we want to, want to, want to see people healed, amen? It's just overwhelming desire inside of us that we want to be about the things of God because of what God has done for us, amen? The Bible says, freely you have received, freely you give. I always, tell, I always like to, to encourage you. I, I, I tell you all the time, the, the worst enemy you have is a mirror. Because nobody looks in the mirror to find something right about them. They always look in the mirror to find something wrong with them. 
And you know, you ladies are great at that. You guys, you guys have a whole garage station in, inside your handbags. You have a cream for everything. Uh, you have spray paint for it to cover up this. You got, you got markers and, I mean, I mean, especially in the valley, you know, so, some of you have eyebrows that haven't changed in like 10 years. I don't know what happened there, but. It's because one day you saw what, and you didn't like what you saw, so you tried to do something about it, amen? Well, if you keep looking at yourself, you're going to find something wrong with you. But if you put your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, the one that has set you free, the one that paid the price at the cross at Calvary for your salvation, and you begin to claim that you are saved by grace through faith, you're, you're going to stop seeing things wrong with you, and you're going to start seeing all the wonderful things that are right with him. And instead of trying to live in the life of your brokenness, the things that might be wrong with you, you're going to start seeing yourself as healed, delivered, and strong in the Lord, and begin to walk in that life. The abundant life. You can have not a single dollar to your name, but if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are rich, you are strong. Whatever you need will be provided for you because God is with you. It's no longer about what, what, what you are or, or what you have or what you've done. It's about what he has done and who he is. I just live that life. I live a life of grace. My, great, my, my faith is in him, amen? Not in myself. My faith is completely in him, amen? And the Bible says we're called to do these great works, amen? And see, you have to understand, every one of you are on a time limit. You might be young right now, but we don't know what tomorrow has. Today could be the last day you even live and walk on this earth. And while we are here in this earth, we are called to serve the Lord. We are called to work for the King of kings and the Lord of lords so that people will know that Jesus Christ not only saved you, but is able to save the, the greatest sinner. That's what we're called to. We're called to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we have received, we give. That's why I love Christmas, because when we give a gift, we're giving a gift not because that person deserved it, not because that person earned it. We give that gift because we're showing the love of God. What we have received from God, we give to them as an act of showing them that there's a, the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior of our life. Amen. And so we have a time limit that we, not, we have to work, amen? While we're strong, we're going to serve, the, serve God, amen? Hit your neighbor, tell them, while you're strong, serve the Lord. There are some people that they say, well, I'll live for God, but you know what? I'm so young, I don't want to live for God right now. And so they start living for death. And they, they don't understand why their life doesn't work. They don't understand why their dreams do not, they never make it to their dreams. They don't understand why everything around them is being destroyed because they're operating under death. It doesn't work. Living for this world does not work. But when you turn your life over to God and say, Lord, I'm going to live for you, God begins to use you as an instrument of righteousness. The Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. You show up to a place and it might be dead, barren like a desert, but because of the living water that's flowing out of your life, it begins to grow, begins to change, becomes to be, begins to be blessed because you are there. Because the fruit of your relationship, your fruit, the fruit of you receiving grace, that, you're, that you are saved by faith, that fruit produces growth. It produces righteousness. It produces peace and joy wherever you go. Amen. You're now operating in fear. 
Everybody freaks out and you're, you're good. You're good. You're not trying to save your life. You're already giving your life over to God. Amen. Your life is not your own. The Bible says you've been crucif crucified with Christ, yet you live. Not you, but Christ lives in you. Amen. I remember one time I was, I was, go, I was flying out to London and, and I was in the airplane in Harlingen going to Houston and from Houston I was going to fly to London and I'm just sitting there minding my business. A girl walks on the plane and she sees me and she says, oh, Pastor Kevin's on this plane. This plane ain't going to crash. I looked at her and said, nope, it's not. You just enjoy the journey. We're going to make it all right. It's going to be good. Have, have fun. Had no fear. Full of peace, amen? Even if the plane was going down and getting ready to crash, I'd be shouting, hallelujah, I get to be with Jesus. You can't kill a dead man. I'm alive with Christ. I've been made alive with Christ because I surrender my life. Look at your neighbor and say surrender. I surrender my life to the Lord. And so what I couldn't do for myself to give me myself joy and peace and happiness, I surrendered my, my life to the Lord, and the Lord has given me the things that I was chasing after. I was trying to make myself happy, and I couldn't do it. I was trying to find some sort of peace before God. I, I would feel guilty to pray because I knew that I didn't have a relationship with God. I was a stranger crying out to a God that I did not know. But after I gave my life to Jesus, I began to cry out, I have a father that loves me. I'm connected, united with Jesus, my Lord, my Savior. As he is, so am I. He is a son of God. I am a son of God because I'm now in him. And see, what the enemy does is he tries to destroy your life by destroying your time. He puts you in a place of guilt and shame. Instead of you going before God, seeing the blood of Jesus that has washed all your sins away. You, you judge yourself and you remember what happened yesterday. You remember what you did. Remember the things that maybe you're not proud of. And instead of being able to go freely before God and just be able to say, Father, I love you. I want to spend time with you. Father, I have a need. I, I, I'm asking you for help. Father, I ask you for direction. Instead of being able to go to talk to God as a father, you think you offended God. People think they offended God, so they keep themselves away from God because they are ashamed of themselves. Just like Adam and Eve, when they, when they ate of the tree of, uh, of knowledge of good and evil, they had to clothe themselves with, with, with uh, leaves. That's what happens to many, even believers, even people that, that, that say that they're, they're children of God, but they, they stumble and they fall, and, and they did something that they're not proud of. And instead of going before God, they run away from God. They see their, their failures and they think, well, you know, I messed up. I went to the old way of life. I, I slipped and stumbled. And instead of running to God and asking God for forgiveness to be incomplete, to have their conscience clear and, and have that, that restored relationship, they run away from God. They, they figured if I just stay in the darkness, nobody could see me. But when you are in darkness, you, you go in circles and your life is destroyed. And what happens is the enemy does that to destroy your time so that you can't serve God. When, when I went to Africa, when I went to, to South America, when I went to Mexico, everywhere I went, even, even here, wherever I go, I'm a worker of righteousness. Because of the grace of Jesus Christ, wherever I go, the righteousness of God is revealed. So peace, joy, love, those are things that just happen. 
And so when, when, when someone has a need, I could go before them and I could pray to my heavenly father and ask them for their needs as a worker of righteousness. And I, I just believe that they're going to get healed. I'm not surprised when people are healed. I'm surprised when people are not. When I pray for someone to be healed, I expect something to happen. There are times that, that you'll see me operating in faith and someone will say, oh, pastor, I got a pain. And I say, where is that? And they, they say, it's right there. And I just hit them. Boom. And I say, how does it feel? It's gone. Because I'm a worker of righteousness. Amen. There, there was a man that called me the other day. He was someone that would be here at the church all the time, just growing with God. And then for a year, I didn't know where he was. I didn't know where he was, and, and I, I didn't know. I tried to call him. He didn't answer my phone calls. And then after a year, he called me up, and he's crying on the phone, and he's saying, Pastor, forgive me. So sorry. I said, Brother, you didn't do anything. The devil told him, that he had done something to offend me and my wife. And so he carried that guilt and that shame for a whole year. I couldn't even talk to him to tell him, hey, there's nothing going on. We love you. But for a whole year, he stayed away from being in fellowship and grown with us in the things of God because of a lie. How many people, are being, their life is being destroyed and their time is being destroyed because that's the one thing you can't get back. You can't, you, listen, you have this moment to live for God. Teenagers, youth, you have this moment to live for God. You can either learn from us or you have to learn through your own struggles, but it's better for you to learn through us. Because we won't lie to you. We'll tell you the truth. There ain't nothing out there that's going to give you joy and peace like Jesus Christ. Amen. And so you have to follow him. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know what to do. That's where you spend time with him. You go on these walks. You know, sometimes you've you got to pull out the right, you have to dial the right phone number to get to the right connection. Sometimes you just need to go for a walk. Where are you going? I'm going for a walk. What are you going to do? I'm going to go talk to God. And just talk to him. And as you do, watch how God will begin to talk back. Amen. And watch how God will begin to give you direction and wisdom. And if you will spend intimate times with the Lord, the Lord will give you the intimate details of your life. Amen. You will find him when you search for him with all your heart. Amen. That's what the word of God says. Hallelujah. And I told my friend on the phone, I said, bro, we love you. We, we miss you. We just pray God's blessing over his life. I had another person that, that called me the other day. He said, Pastor, I haven't been here in several months. I, I messed up. I fell in my old ways. I got back involved in some things I shouldn't have. And he said, Pastor, now I'm, I'm dealing with this sickness. I don't know what to do. And I told him, I said, listen, bro, just come back to God. Let him restore your joy. Let him heal your body. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He says, but I'm, I'm so ashamed. I said, there's nothing to be ashamed of. The same blood that saved you, the same blood that will cleanse you over and over and over. The blood of Jesus Christ. 
You are saved by grace through faith. And as long as you hold on to what Jesus has done for you, the devil cannot destroy you. You're going to go through the temptations. The enemy is going to come at you, and he's going to try to, to pull you back into the old ways. But understand this. You've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. You are no longer the old person that, that all you knew was to live that life. You've been born again, but not born back into the old life. You've been born into the kingdom of God. The Bible says you've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You no longer live in the kingdom of darkness. You live in the kingdom of light. When, when, the, when the, the ladies came to the grave where Jesus was buried and they found it open and they walked in and all they saw was an angel and they said, where, where have you taken him? Where have you taken my, my master? The angel looked at him and said, he's not here. Why look for the living among the dead? Many of you have gone back to the old way of life trying to look for the living among the dead. You're only going to find dead things there. There's a reason why you walked out of that life into the new life. There's a reason why you are born again, not to live the old life. Jesus didn't come to make the old life better. He came to crucify the old life and give you a new life. You're not called to live in the grave with Jesus. You're called to live with Christ in heavenly places. No more guilt, no more shame. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The enemy will say, you did this, shame. Keep yourself away from God. Don't keep yourself away. Run to God. Run to God. But pastor, what if, what if I slip and stumble tomorrow? Run back to God. What if I slip a couple of times in the day? Run back to God. Because what will give you complete deliverance, understand this, there's salvation and there's deliverance. Jesus came to set the captives free. The door is open, but sometimes we go back in the, in the prison. Go back to the old, old habits, those old addictions, the old way of living life. But the more you spend time with God, the more the Lord will give you freedom. The more the Lord will give you strength. Here's the thing. You will grow out of it. As you grow with God, your faith in what Jesus has done for you is going to become so strong that those things that used to have a stronghold over you will no longer have any power over you. You'll be able to look at that devil and tell him, get out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What does the Word of God say? It says, if you go to Romans, Actually, go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, does that mean you have to follow, you have to find pastor every day and say, pastor, I need to confess my sins to you? No! I don't want to hear about the stuff you've done. 
You don't have to chase me down and tell me everything you've done. Pastor, listen, I was living good. But then that guy crossed me in the street. And I started giving him hand signals. And I began to scream at him. And I began to curse him out. And you might be doing all that, thinking, man, I need to get this anger out. Ah, ah. They crossed me. He cut me off, and he started cussing him out. How dare he do that? Blankety, blank, 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 blank. And then as you're passing by, you're giving them, you know, three-finger salute, and you're just there going for it, you know. Man, just giving yourself over to that unrighteousness. And then you pass him by, and then you see. And then he looks at your car. In the back of your car, it says, it says celebrate Jesus at Faith Leads God Church on the bumper sticker. That's a bad testimony. If you're going to do that, just take off the bumper sticker. I don't want them to know. But, but listen, there are going to be times that we're going to slip and stumble. We walk in this world, and we're, there's, there's attacks that happen. There's temptation. Someone said, Pastor, can you pray for me that I will never be tempted again? My prayer for you would be, Lord, kill him now. But the Bible says in every temptation, God provides a way out. The only problem is that you were not taking that way out. But if you continue walking in the grace of God, claiming your salvation, claiming that you are the righteousness of God, believing that you have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, if you can keep on confessing that over your life and keep on growing in the word of God, you'll begin to take that way out. And the things that overtake you today, you'll have victory over it tomorrow. You will grow in faith out of it. Amen. That's why you have to stay connected to the vine, connected to God, so that your fruits can grow, and those fruits of, of love, joy, peace, patience, those fruits will grow, and as they grow, you're going to see that your spiritual life will grow, and you'll walk in victory. Amen. Instead of being someone that's, that works unrighteous, you'll be a worker of righteousness. You'll be able to walk to people, and, and, and instead of wanting to curse them, you want to bless them. Amen. And your family will see it. Your family will see the, the hand of God upon your life. The Bible says in, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we go to God, before God and say, Father, forgive me. I, 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 I slipped, I stumbled, I messed up. Strengthen me, Lord. Help me. I believe that my sins have been forgiven in Jesus' name. Amen. And I go before God, and I keep on reaching out to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I keep on reaching out to God, and then God begins to give me strength. Amen. We, we confess our sins to God. And then we have to, let me just give you three things that, that, that will help you to see the righteousness, the, the fruit of grace in your life. You have to take it to God quickly. Don't try to hide it. As soon as it happens, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Run to God. Take it to God quickly. Don't try to hold on to the guilt and the shame because that's what happens. As soon as it happens, guilt and shame comes. Yeah. See, the enemy is really good at putting temptation, but he doesn't tell you, listen, as soon as you do it, you're going to have guilt and shame that you're not going to be able to see yourself. You're not going to stand what you look like. You're not going to like what you're going to look like afterwards. And so what he does, he, he gives you the good part, but he doesn't give you the bad part. He tells you, oh, you're going to be like God. He lies to you because you're already like God. He tells you it's going to, it's going to be good. You know, the Bible says sin is, is pleasurable for a moment, but at the end it produces death. And he doesn't tell you about the death. He tells you about the good, but as soon as it happens, next thing you know, 
guilt and shame, and now you're looking for some leaves to cover yourself. Well, there is a covering. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ. And so run to God, amen? And then let, let him cleanse you with the word. If this is something that's, that's in your life, many of you have had these things sewn into you when you were a kid, and these are habits and these are ways that, that have been attacking your life over and over and over, it's, and it's a, it's a battle. Go into the word of God and find out what God's word says about it and begin to stand upon the word of God. Begin to call, your, call those things that are not as though they are. Begin to say that, that you are the rights of God. Begin to say that you are saved. Begin to say that you are healed, that you're strong in the Lord, in Jesus' name. Begin to say that you are free. Use the word of God. Find a word that speaks to your situation. Amen. It's good that we come to church and hear the word that pastor preaches. But listen, God, God will not bless you if you're lazy. Well, pastor, I need a theologian to teach me the word. There is a theologian that's available to every one of you. It's called Dr. Google. Just write scriptures for freedom in this area. Scriptures to help in this area. Scriptures for this. Whatever it is, grab that word, read it, confess it, claim it in the name of Jesus. And every time you take the word, you're taking Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. Amen? And the, the, the last thing is get into his presence. Allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to fill your cup again. Because I guarantee you the, the reason why we might slip and stumble is because we had some sort of separation from being in the presence of God. I was speaking to a person that was just dealing with just a lot of stresses of the world and stresses and anxiety and just, you know, tired. And, and she said, I, wanna, I just want to stop. I, I want to quit. I want to give up. And I said, have you spent time with God? And she said, no. Well, why would you want to quit if you haven't spent time with God? Because in his presence, the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Yes, outside of the presence, you're going to find fear, anxiety, stress. You're going to want to quit because it, it's tough to live by yourself. But if you learn to spend time in the presence of the Lord, you know, this, this is a funny thing. I, I've never taken drugs. I've never taken drugs. But I've seen people on drugs. They have a high and a low. And every one of them, all they want is the high. They don't want the low. So when you see someone that's, I'm not going to, I was going to say, how many of you are taking drugs? How many of you are on drugs, right? No, no, no I'm not going to say it. No. We know, we know. Anyway. <laughs> but when someone gets on drugs and, and, they, and, they, and they get a hit and they're on high, it's like everything is good. They're just in that place of like, there's no worries, no stress. They're not even thinking about their problems or their things. But then they come crashing down, and their bodies get destroyed, and their mind gets destroyed, and their life is destroyed. So it's not a permanent situation. But when you get in the presence of the Lord, there is a high that you don't come down from. And it's the good stuff. It's not just, just, not just you know, street stuff. It's good stuff. It's stuff that, that, you know, Pastor Mike Barrett, when he, when he found the presence of the Lord, he walked away from drugs, and he just went to God. He got addicted to the presence of the Lord. He, he went to church, and, and he says, hey, man, this is, what's this? I feel, he was just amazed. This is, this is the best stuff. He just sold, 
enraptured with, 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 with Jesus. He didn't know. He didn't know that the presence of the Lord was available. He didn't know what salvation. He didn't know any of that. He went to the altar and gave his life to God, and, and they took him to the side room, and he went to the guy, and, and, the guy, and he looked at the guy and said, hey, man, how can I get more of this stuff? The guy said, what stuff? He goes, yeah, the stuff. I was just back there. And, 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 and as the music was playing, I felt this high, this good stuff. How can I get more stuff? Guy looked at him and says, I don't know, man. I just work here, bro. <laughs> they just told me to have you fill out a piece of paper. I'm going to fill it. That's it. But he realized that if he just grabbed the CD, and he got the CD from the praise and worship team, and he pressed play, and the stuff came. And he was so excited. He said, wow, not only do I got the stuff, but I got it on tap. I could, I could get into the presence and get a hit of the Holy Ghost anytime I want. So he went home, and as addicted as he was for drugs, he became more addicted for the presence of the Lord. He pressed play on that thing. He got so addicted to the presence of God. I mean, think about this. You know, this is the thing about, he was, he was telling me, he says, you don't understand, you know, when you're a drug addict and you find, you hear about some stuff on the street that, that you know, even people who are dying taking it, you want it because you know that's the pure stuff, that's the strong stuff. And I knew I had the strong stuff. I went to the streets and I got all my drug friends and I got all, everyone on the street that I knew. And I said, hey, come on over my house. I got the good stuff. I got the good stuff. They didn't know why they didn't know what, uh, about it, so he, they, they showed up ready to get hit. They wanted some drugs. And so he got them all in the room, and then he closed the door, and, and, he, and, he, and he pressed play and just closed his eyes. And next thing you know, people are being touched by the presence of the Lord, and they were being set free. In his presence is fullness of joy. The Bible says the kingdom of God is three things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is what happens when we walk in righteousness, when we just walk with the Lord, amen? You know, me and my wife were celebrating 24 years of being married, but the reason why we love each other more now is because we walk together. I have 24 years of knowing more about her, and I can't wait to find out all the wonderful things that, about her that I'm going to discover tomorrow. But as we've been growing in a relationship it, be, it becomes gooder and gooder. That's the way it is with our Lord. When we grow in relationship, it becomes gooder and gooder. And so Jesus says, you know, Jesus wants you to walk with him. Be a worker of righteousness, someone that lives in righteousness. You know, you could look at the old way of the past, and you could say, man, I want, I want to be like everybody else that's doing those stuff. But remember, you have been called by the Lord Jesus Christ to experience an ecstasy that they will never experience outside of him. You've been saved. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The peace of God surpasses all understanding will be upon your life, amen. You're not a worker of un unrighteousness. You are a worker of righteousness, amen. We don't do those things because that's not who we are. That's for someone that doesn't know God. We know God, so we are operating under righteousness, amen. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us of all our sins, amen. And if you would just confess your sins and go before God and say, Lord, forgive me. I know your truth, and I've walked away from it. Restore the joy of my salvation. You'll see, how, you'll see the Lord not only will restore your salvation, but he'll make you stronger than you were yesterday. Amen? How many of y'all need to hear that word today? Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you saved us and you called us into the kingdom of God, not to live like the old, but to live the new life.
Not living for ourselves, but living for you, Lord. Father, I pray that you strengthen your people, Lord. That whatever struggles they might have today, whatever obstacles they might be fighting, Lord, Lord, you make them more than a conqueror, Father. Lord, that there's not a single thing that they'll be tempted with that you haven't provided a way out. And Lord, I ask you to help them to take that, to make the decision to walk away instead of to, instead of entertain themselves with the ways of this world. Father, I thank you that you have saved them for holy purposes. And from this moment forward, may they rededicate their life to you, to live for you, and to show your glory to the world. In your presence, Lord Jesus, is fullness of joy. Outside of you, there is no hope, there's no life, there's no, there's no righteousness. But in you, Lord Jesus, is everything that we need. And so we're not going to allow guilt and shame to, to attack our life. But we're going to see you, Lord, as the author and the finisher of our faith, as our deliverer, as our savior, as our redeemer. Thank you, Lord, for saving our life. Thank you, Lord, for setting us free. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.